Carnell Alexander walked into the Frank Murphy Hall of Justice knowing in moments he could lose his freedom because he refuses to do what the state orders and pay child support for a child that DNA tests prove isn't his. Nonetheless, right now, under the law, he's a deadbeat dad because the mom wrote his name down because she needed to name someone in order to get welfare benefits. And I had to put him down as the father. That was the only way I could get the system. Now. I'm almost homeless. I'm almost in jail. I'm out of work. My money is being threatened to be taken. We can be defaulted into being a father of a child that is not ours. I don't understand that law, but it, it is a law in place. So that was Carnell Alexander. Yep. Father's Day is coming up. So we wanted to share a Father's Day story with everyone. This story is about a guy who was not the father of a child. Oh, not the father. Yeah, so <laughs> the story is about Carnell Alexander, and he was accused of being a father to a child he never had. And even though he had a DNA test proving that he was not the child's father, he was still ordered by the state of Michigan to pay $70,000 to the state and the county. Even though he was not the father, even though DNA said, no, you're not the father. Yep. Why? Yeah. Why? What happened was he had an ex-girlfriend that listed him as a father to a child she knew was not his in 1987. She filled out some paperwork because she needed to get on welfare benefits because the law in Michigan states that you have to list a father. She went ahead and put his name on that document. Even though she knew it wasn't him? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's what started everything in 1987. So Carnell didn't know that. At the time, obviously, he didn't know that this woman put her name on this paperwork, right? So in 1991, he got pulled over in a traffic stop and was arrested for evading to pay child support. And the police told him that he was a deadbeat dad, even though he knew he never had a child. Wow. That's yeah. a common way that they get you, is pulling you over. Yeah, every single time for a lot of things. Right. They take away your driver's license for this a lot of times, too, so... Yeah. So then he was taken into custody, taken to the court, and they said that he owed $70,000 in child support <laughs> for a kid. The kid's not even his, you know? Oh, my God. And, Can you imagine? Yeah. So he took a DNA test, even though the court told him that it was too late for a DNA test, but he did it anyway. And it came back that he was 100% not the father of the child. And the judge didn't give a crap and ordered him to pay they knocked it from 70000 down to 30000 in child oh. support benefits to the state. Wow, thanks. And I don't even think that this money actually went to his ex-girlfriend. Like, it just went to the state, which is also kind of fucked up. They were paying the welfare benefits, but I doubt it was that much that they paid her. Right, yeah, exactly. So then he had to track his ex down. He goes to try to track her down, and then the court, and like his ex even told the court that he was not the father. And that she was struggling at the time, and it was the only way for her to get the benefits Ugh. that she needed so, for that other child. So they have his DNA at this point, yep. and they have her saying he's not the father, and they're still making him pay thirty grand. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, so poor, poor Carnell, like this whole time he's being threatened with wage garnishment, jail time. He was almost homeless at one point. Like they're just really like going after this guy who's not even the father to this child. Yeah, right. And had right. like nothing to do with this woman as far as any of that goes, you know, doesn't even know the kid. Yeah, I heard he knew her from the neighborhood. 
And yeah. they had a one night stand like once. But that doesn't make you the father of a kid that she conceived at some other time. Right. Yeah. Wow. So many questions about this. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> so, does he still have to pay it? He fought this for almost 29 years it took to resolve this case. So in uh, 2015, he was still fighting the court to forgive the 30K in debt that they're trying to pass. And I guess they're trying to pass laws against paternity fraud like this now because of this case. So finally, on December 6th of 2016, the court finally agreed to dissolve all debt he was owed for child support after his attorney threatened to sue the state and county. Good. Yeah. But the problem is he never received any restitution. He never received anything from that. And I'm pretty sure that they took money from him. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and then he had to somehow come up with money to hire a lawyer to fight all this because that's the other whole side of it. Right. If you already don't have money, you don't have money for a lawyer either. At least a good one. And this guy, who is he? Does he have a lawyer? I know people who can't even afford a lawyer for any of this. They're like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even have a lawyer. I can't pay for a lawyer. Right. Yeah. So it's just totally ridiculous. Like, I can't even believe that it drug on for 29 years. I guess I'm not surprised that it would take the state of Michigan that long. They should be ashamed of themselves. Again, it's like, come on. What are you guys trying to do to people? Some of this stuff, it just gets really ridiculous, especially around paternity frauds and things like that. There's whole shows about it, like Maury Povic and all that crap, you know, (laughs) like who's the father? And then they come out and yell at each other and throw chairs and stuff. But yeah, yeah. And of course, you think of like people getting excited that they're not the father. But in this case, this guy really is not the father. And yet he's being told he has to pay as the father. I was totally blown away by this. I really had to look very deep into why on earth that was allowed. (laughs) Why on earth? How did this happen? And when I dug a little deeper, first of all, there's lots of different kinds of paternity fraud. And there's a ton that we could talk about. There's some of the stories that you found on paternity fraud where, you know, the people were pretending like they had children they made one of them made up a child wasn't it (laughs) that's crazy yeah Uh, another one asked his brother to do a dna test for him i mean technically i don't know if that's really dna paternity fraud or anything but dna tests now are showing like people have half siblings all of a sudden and they're like hmm and they go to their parents and they're like uh Hey dad, what, what's going on here? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, with all the, you know, the 23 and me, you know, you find out you have all these siblings you didn't know you had. Right. So that's actually the most common kind of paternity fraud. I, I figured out was that women who lie, who cheat and then lie. Of course, they end up being fathers to children that they didn't have because their wife cheated on them. So that's terrible, too. I can only imagine how bad that is. But really, that's what happened with this guy. And I just want to share this little clip here, too, because this is an interesting story about how he got caught up in this. Pastor Edward Max says his previous wife had three children. He loved them as his own. Then he realized two of them were not biologically his. He must have been so heartbroken. Damn, it was a hurting thing. I don't even really want to talk about it because it brings tears to my eyes. Sorry for getting terrorized. Pastor Max says the betrayal led to divorce. He was shocked when the judge told him because he was married, he became dad by default. He had to pay support for another man's children. Let her pay for him. 
let her get the man she laid down with to pay for him. He goes free. You hear that pastor, his wife cheated on him. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Kids. So there's this concept called dad by default. As you said with the mom there, she wrote down his name on the welfare paperwork, a TANF, TANF, or whatever they call it. Right. And she doesn't have to prove that he's the father. She can just write his name down. So in order to get welfare, you have to write down who the father is. Because, of course, they're going, well, we're not going to give you benefits if you don't have uh, the other parent listed. They need to help support you. So it kind of makes sense, I guess. But she just listed him without having to document that he was the father, which is what pissed me off. Like, <sighs> right. <laughs> well, okay. and he even proved it. Like, he proved that he's not the father. Like, how can you force someone to do that? How stupid do you have to be? Like, that's just ridiculous. I think you should have to prove they're the father or have them sign that they're the father. I mean, yes. that's, that's rough if you think they're cheating. You know, what do you do at the hospital? You're like, this baby doesn't look like me. And I've been suspecting you've been cheating the whole time. So I'm not going to sign that. But anyway, before they even put the name on the paperwork or the birth certificate or anything, somehow they should have to prove paternity. I don't know how. We have DNA tests all over the place now. Shouldn't yeah. be that hard. Right. And the whole thing, I think, is just ridiculous to have to torture someone who's innocent for like 30 years, basically. You know, this yeah. went on for 30 years. That's like, that's ridiculous. He should get money for all the shit that they did to him. The lady who told him that he had to pay the 30, why she still made him pay 30. And it was because she was mad at him that he took so long to deal with it, she said. But he didn't know how to deal with it. So right. one of the first things that happened, and this is the second fraud really that happened, was that a process server said that they gave him the paperwork. And this is really important, which you don't even think about. I used to be a process server for just a hot minute, like one year. And wow. I was like, this is really hard because you're kind of like freaking dog, the bounty hunter, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. The paper but, server. Oh, yeah. A lot of the times these people are just, just low level financial credit cards or whatever, but still you're kind of hunting people down and they do not want you there. So it's like, Hey, you know. I'm here to deliver some terrible news. Well, right. as, soon, as soon as they get that paperwork, the clock starts because you are acting as a, it's kind of like a police officer. You're acting as a officer of the court and you're saying, I sign an affidavit or I think you have to get notarized an affidavit that you did deliver it to that person. And that person was that person to the best of your knowledge. So the tricky part is to the best of your knowledge. And there's all these little rules too. So the process server said that they gave it to him, but he was in jail at the time. So there's no possible way they could have given it to him. So were they lying? Well, everybody who has reviewed this case in way more depth than we are going to even dip our toes into has said that they were lying. But as a previous process server, I know that there's certain rules like, for example, if you walk up and say, hey, are you Carnell Alexander? And the person says, yep, and refuses to sign it because that's what the process server said. Well, you can say, I think that you are Carnell Alexander. I'm going to put this paper here on your lawn and, and state out loud that you refuse to sign it. And then you leave. And that's a serve, technical serve. So <laughs> there was a lot wrong with the serve in the first place because so many little weird things could have happened like that. Some people think it might have been his father who took the paperwork. 
if his father said, Hey, I'm, I'm his father. Sometimes you can give the paperwork to the father, but anyway, I thought that was interesting because he didn't even know he got it. He was in jail. And that's another funny thing about process serving. If, if the process server had looked it up, they would have known he was in jail and that's an automatic serve. It's an easy serve. You literally walk in the jail and you hand it to him and you automatically get your serve. So they could have just done that. And of course they went this weird way and went through this address that wasn't even listed as his current address at the time. And so the clock started ticking. The state says, if you don't respond within 20 days, you are the father by default. And that's what dad by default means. So sometimes these people can't respond because they don't get the serve. Oh my or, God. I know. This is because, so that makes it even worse. It does. So then you're pinning all these innocent people on all this bullshit. And honestly, I don't even think that most of it even goes to the mother and the child. It goes to the damn state. Right. That's crap. So because he didn't respond, of course, he became the dad by default. And that happens to a lot of people, just like that married guy, is that he didn't dispute anything. He became the dad by default. And then you have to pay it. And then the judge was really upset with him that he didn't handle it in time. But she wouldn't provide the DNA at first. She was kind of being a little sketchy, I guess. He couldn't find her for like 10 years after he figured out this happened. So, of course, the statute of limitations was up at that point. This happens to a lot of people. I was totally shocked about how many people this has happens to. How, like, what do you have a number of how many people it does? Apparently, it's a little bit mixed because the studies are really hard. But I think the most reliable study is that something like one in 500 fathers who are identified through child support are wrongly identified. One in 500. Not one wow. in 500 people in, in the population, but one in 500 child support cases are false so you know we don't want to beat up on the moms like these moms may not know it's really hard to prove it i guess i don't know you have to know at the time she was being deceptive but i was also pretty surprised to learn that it's not illegal right for her to say i think that that's the part that bothers me the most i mean there's these bills that are working their ways through to make it difficult for process servers you know, like, oh, you can get a penalty of $2,000 or be in jail for 15 years, which is like, holy crap, nobody's going to be a process server then. It's not worth it. You only get paid like 20 bucks a serve. You know, it's totally not worth it. <laughs> nobody's going to do it. It's already hard anyway, because again, it's like a bounty hunter work. But then the other bill is to make it so that it's harder for women to get child support. And nobody wants to support that. You know, that's a really hard thing to support. Like there's this woman, her name is Kenya. She runs this thing called the child support hustle. And she actually advocates that child support should be like abolished. Basically. She's like, it's really terrible, which is really hard to defend. I mean, it sounds crazy. It's an abusive system in a lot of ways. And this is kind of one way it shows that the loopholes are pretty bad. Yeah, this is definitely bad. But my question is, I mean, if you abolished all that, then women are going to get stuck with all the kids all the time. Right. You know? Right. So she actually supports like child tax credits, which is a basic income for children. So let's just say with this new Biden plan, each child is $300, something like that. I haven't looked yeah. into the details of it, but that's something she's like, that would work. It really does make you kind of fearful of like how many men are let off the hook at that point. There's also this thing where men who know they're the father, they can sign up in this registry and they can volunteer to pay because they know they're the father. They're like, hey, no, I'm the dad. 
I want to pay for that child. It's mine. Or if they, of course, want to adopt them someday or something like that. So there's other things that can be done with this. But yeah, it's a really sticky issue because, yeah, as soon as you say abolish child support people, <laughs> no. But the child support system is kind of an interesting and weird, especially if you think about this guy. I mean, he was basically enslaved by having right. to pay all this money. Yeah. So. Yep. But he is still trying to get restitution. There's not a lot about him anymore. He created this thing called the Carnell Alexander Foundation. So that's pretty cool. And there's lots of other organizations out there, Reform Child Support Now. So I think reforming it is probably a better idea. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know why they aren't trying to make it more difficult for somebody to just put put the name on the birth certificate or in the welfare. I think that would solve a lot of it. Right. Yeah, just from the start. It's like, come right. on. There was but, like no verification, nothing. It's just bullshit. I read a lot of women do this to men when they're in the military and like deployed. So then, that's messed up. Totally yeah. messed up, right? Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, anyway, well, that's the story, Mary Contrary. Yeah, that's a pretty sad Father's Day story, if I, I must say. That's it is disappointing. It is. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I know. Can you imagine being a father and fathering children, though, and finding out that they weren't yours the whole time? I mean, that that's terrible. Tragic. I know. I know. 100%. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Real Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We look forward to having you on our next one.